and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today I am joined by Carissa Russ, owner of Carissa Russ & Co., wedding photography company, right, Carissa? That is correct. Okay, awesome. People are going to start sending me hate mail for this because I literally say it every episode, but I always forget to get like a proper bio and I just kind of wing it on the fly. But today, Carissa and I are going to be chatting about how to legally move your business from one state to another. So Carissa will share her personal experience and then I'll share some legal tidbits as well and we'll kind of start there. So Carissa, can you give us like a one minute overview of how you got into wedding photography and who exactly you serve and all that kind of stuff? Yes. So first and foremost, I serve everybody. I do not discriminate at all. Um, Right. But like some people are more fun than other people. So who's your ideal client? So my ideal client, um, since I did transfer to a new state, Vegas is definitely Um, more low-key, not huge weddings, uh, small intimate weddings, or full-on elopements, uh, which is kind of fun. I get a lot of people from different states, different countries, and that just kind of brings a whole new element to weddings in general, um, which has been really fun because I didn't think that I would totally enjoy small weddings or elopements, but I definitely get that personal one-on-one connection with my clients doing those type of weddings. So they've definitely become my favorite. But in short, I was in a completely different industry for over five years. I was into action sports photography. I was running marketing for a motorcycle company, traveling all over the country. When a camera got put in my hand, um, I never said I was going to shoot weddings ever in my entire life. And then I shot my first one um, three years ago, actually in March of yesterday. So hello. (laughs) Um, And that kind of changed the game for me. Something just clicked in my head and said, you're really good at this. Let's try weddings. And so I did a bunch of assisting second shooting in California where I was living at the time in Temecula. Um, The industry kind of, you know, opened their doors to me and their arms and taught me everything that I honestly know now. And then I just decided, well, I'm going to quit my full-time job um, on salary and I'm going to do weddings. And so from there I, I did, and I said, okay, well, how are we going to make this work? So I started advertising, um, on the knot in Vegas where I was born and raised. And then things just kind of snowballed and took off before I ever had anticipated it too. And so 
I was traveling back and forth a lot, like three or four times a month. And I just came to the point where I had to make a decision on like where I was going and what I wanted to do. And ultimately, uh, my some things in my personal life happened and I had just made the decision to, to move home. And yeah. So you, cause you were shooting weddings in Southern California and in Las Vegas. That's correct. Okay. So most of my listeners, I'm assuming at this point are in Southern California. Cause I, I haven't reached a worldwide fame, you guys just yet. yet. <laughs> but uh, if you are on the other side of the country, that is what, like probably a four hour drive. Yeah, about four, four and a half hours, depending on traffic and how fast you drive. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's not like crazy far, but not something you necessarily want to do like every week. No. At first it was fun. And then it got real old real quick. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's the same thing with LA. Like, theoretically, it's about a two hour drive, but usually it's five. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Seriously. In traffic. Yeah. Okay. So you were in Southern California. What percentage of the weddings were you doing in Nevada versus California? Mm, at first, I'd say the first year between second shooting, assisting and actually shooting, I'd say California, probably like, I don't know, 65%, like a little more than half. How did you, and how did you have so many in Las Vegas? Was it just because you had friends and family there that were referring you? So I had friends and family. Um, like I said, I was advertising there specifically. Got and it. I just kind of started marketing towards both. So every time I was in town, I would take on, you know, shoots with friends and family if I could. Or, you know, I was doing things, whatever I could kind of to build up the portfolio here to match um, kind of what the competition was doing. And just advertising and saying I was like duly located started kind of catching on so we'll get we'll get to the legal stuff in a few minutes it's kind of funny whenever I do these podcasts I'm always kind of thinking in the back of my mind I wonder if people are waiting for me to like answer the legal question or if they're like no we want to hear more about Carissa's business and that other stuff sounds boring I'm sure it's probably both so I try to get, get a good balance but I'm curious as to what you saw in the market differences between Southern California and LA so you already said now you're doing a lot more smaller weddings but otherwise, are they similar in budget? I would have actually thought that in Las Vegas, the weddings would be a lot more extravagant. You know, there is a market for the extravagant weddings. I just don't, that's not where like my marketing really is. Um, my business is more focused on, you know, personal human connection and having like a lot of fun with my clients. And I'm not saying that you can't do that when you're hitting those higher markets. It's just definitely a different beast. And it's not something I'm fully prepared to immerse myself in at the moment. Right. Um, well, because you know. Temecula, Temecula is, it's like wine country. So yep. I feel like it's a lot more rustic. It has like a particular kind of vibe, right? Yeah, for sure. And then is yeah. the style different in Las Vegas for your smaller weddings? It honestly just depends on the couple. Um, because the nice thing about being in Vegas is you can get from one end of town to the other, I'd say within like 45 minutes. So if they want, you know, desert, then you can do that. If you want just, you know, flat land, you can do that. There is greenery, there is water, there is, you know, mountains. Um, and then obviously like all the urban landscape and the strip and stuff too. So it really just depends on what the couple is looking for and that having that personal connection, getting to know them, I can kind of draw that out of them. Um, 
but definitely a more fun vibe. Like people from other cities come to Vegas with like, I don't want to say lower expectations because some of them don't, but a lot of them are just like, we want to be married. We don't want the drama. Like put us in a chapel, give us Elvis and let's go. <laughs> right. They're just like, they're just in love and they don't really care. Like, they don't care yeah. like a shit ton about the details. They're just, they want to yeah. get some photos captured of their day. Exactly. And they want to go have fun and have a drink and like chill and not be stressed out. And that's like my whole approach to it. So nice. So then that's probably like a photographer's dream. If you have that, that many different options or like I would settings, I guess, to photograph in within arm's reach. Yeah. It's definitely been nice to not have to drive super far. I mean, I think the furthest place I have driven to do something a little out of the box was like an hour and a half. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because you're like really close. Do you ever go to Zion? Um, I haven't been to Zion yet, but Valley of Fire and Armagosa Valley is like the sand dunes, and that's only like an hour and a half drive. Gotcha. Okay, I only really know that because I've done have half Ironman in St. George twice, and then a lot of people go to Zion afterwards, which... I mean, it's close. I'm like not outdoorsy, so no thanks, but anyway. Or Grand Canyon, but I haven't done that either. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, the Grand Canyon would be fun. Okay, so let's get into the really fun legal stuff. So you, I asked you beforehand, you said you're a sole proprietor, right? Yes. Okay, so really for you, I would say like the transition going from California to making your home base Nevada is pretty simple, right? For the most part, yeah, it was pretty simple. So what all did you do? Oh man, put me on the spot. Well, once I decided that you know, I was going to pick one lane and I was going to stay in it. And I think to answer your first ultimate question, like what was the deciding factor is I just realized there was more of a need in Nevada for what I wanted to do. And I was like a, for lack of better words, a small fish in a bigger pond in SoCal. And when I realized that there was kind of an untapped market, I took everything I learned in California kind of brought that to the market here because it was something at the time I didn't see and I think that also helped me stand out so I think that kind of answered the original question before we got off on a tangent okay so, but what so all right what didn't what did you not see in Las Vegas um I didn't really see from an outside perspective a lot of that like personal interaction I saw a lot of oh, this sounds really bad but like old chapel photographers it was a lot of pose stuff it was a lot of on the strip with flash and just like kind of everything you would see in like a movie or something you know like of a traditional Vegas wedding there was nothing like super vibrant or fun and I feel like that's come into play uh more recently and also the like advertising expense to advertise was a lot less than what it was and so it's kind of it's kind of like in your mind you have a stereotype of what a las vegas wedding is yep but there should be someone out there that's like not doing that for all of the other yep. people fair and that's kind of where i slid in i think like right at the correct time and i still think a lot of the things i learned in socal as far as like client management and experience and things um, came from that totally set me apart um, in the beginning because I feel like a lot of companies if they were doing bigger scale things like I was talking about they were just another like couple a cog kind of in the machine that got right. passed along and I definitely give that personal experience and now I see a lot more of it but 
when I first started, that's that's what definitely well, helped. It probably, it, it probably helped the, the area you got started in. There are a lot of seasoned photographers that you're working with, but who aren't necessarily running like large companies. So they're like seasoned, but also still with like a lot of personal touch. 100%. Makes sense. So to answer your next question, um, when I decided what I was doing, <laughs> which took me over, I'd say a year to actually figure out I had just honestly got the business like pretty legit in California. And so like legal, really legally legit. Yeah. 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 Legally legit. And it was scary because that's a big investment to start making, you know, and then you're figuring things out. And so I'm not going to lie. Like I was scared, like, okay, well I have to do this twice. And I know you and I had a conversation. Well, Hey, Braden, like I'm going back and forth. I don't want to pay California tax on weddings I'm not doing in the state like how does that work <laughs> you know and so I had to bootstrap it and figure it out so once I decided like okay I'm gonna move there obviously for the first year I of doing that I still had you know weddings and in, in both places so I had to like differentiate that but when I did come to Vegas um since I was still in California I had to add a business license onto the one that was in well, it was a dual state or whatever the proper wording is for that and then this year as of January I just switched it over and for me I live in this my office is based in a not the city of Las Vegas or Clark County so I'm in a different city so I had to do a business license for that city because my home address where my office technically is is there and then I had to add on business licenses to every place that I shoot outside of the city so that's a finally, lot dude. are you sure ahead. they require those yes because I had to ask multiple people okay um, because of the strip the strip has its own like essentially permitting um requirements and so some of the venues or places on there require you to carry a license in that county got it yeah that makes sense i guess so, everyone, so my tip for everyone was always check your rules some cities will require you to have a license if you're like doing basically if you're getting client work in that county and performing work for a lot of other cities especially in california it's more based on like where your office location is so even if you're going to client meetings like in the neighboring county you wouldn't necessarily need a license there it sounds like where you are that's not the case yeah and and that just solely and i asked a lot of questions i asked multiple people um like within the county that i had like spoke to i was like are you sure you know xyz said no and you guys are saying yes and they're like well, you have, I'm like, it's a service-based business. It's on location. And they're like, yeah, well, your office is here. So you pay us. And it was interesting because where I am, it's a, uh, it was revenue based. So that could change every, you know, quarter. <laughs> Which How often do you have different. to renew your license? Um, every six months with them and it's revenue based. So that, okay, that's fun. That'll be a new one. Yeah, I've I've seen that with some with some cities. How how much does the license increase based on the revenue? It's a pretty big sliding scale, so I'm not like super worried about it. Got it. But you know, still that's like 
something you want to have in the back of your mind as an an expense and then yeah every (laughs) every state has like their weird hang-ups like obviously in california our llc's are a lot more expensive we pay higher income tax but then we're actually california is a pretty generous state when it comes to sales tax whereas other states are a lot more strict on sales tax and then they have much stricter business licensing requirements so that's interesting did you cancel your business license in temecula i did and was that easy did you just call them or did you have to file something i called and then they sent me a a paper like a paper to fill out and then i just sent it back and it was honestly pretty pretty easy and they asked they just asked me to explain why and i just was straightforward with them and I moved. it wasn't a big deal yeah yeah i moved so yeah like okay um, and I was like waiting for them to ask me, you know, like, oh, well, where's your proof of, you know, new resident? They didn't ask any of that, which was kind of nice. Yeah. So there is, the process is a little bit more complicated if you're an LLC. So I'm just going to kind of share that for a second. The way it can work is if you do have an LLC, there's essentially, you have three different options. So like the best option, like let's pretend, Carissa, that you had an LLC. It's called domestication. So if you formed an LLC in California, what you do is you quote unquote domesticate it into Nevada. And it's basically a transfer. And that allows you to keep your EIN and your bank accounts and all that kind of shit. And the same LLC number on your business licenses. So you domesticate it into your new state and then you dissolve it in your old state. Some states don't allow that, in which case um, you can form an LLC in both states, which you don't want to do typically if you're moving permanently. If you're only there for transitory purposes, that's fine. Because I know you and I talked about like if you'd formed an LLC, if it was going to have to be in both states. Yeah, um, because I was doing the back and forth. Right, exactly. And really in that case, like you would have been based in California, so you definitely would have needed your LLC here. Typically, like, I don't think you would have needed it in Nevada, but you'd have to look into their state rules to see if you need to be registered there. The third option is to dissolve and reform, which blows, because if you have to dissolve your old LLC and form a new one, then you need to get a new EIN number, update all your licenses, and open new bank accounts under the new LLC. It's basically a whole new company. Then you technically have to transfer your assets from one company to the other company. But that there are like 15 states that don't allow domestication. So then that has to happen, which is not very much fun. See, I'm glad I hadn't done an LLC yet then. <laughs> yeah, well, don't tell my audience that because I'm always trying to encourage them to form one. No, I know. The domestication, I, it's actually, I had, a, I had a one-hour consultation with someone just a couple days ago who did the opposite. They moved from Nevada to California, and I like gave them all the paperwork they needed to domesticate their LLC. It's not too bad. I'm sure the process from Nevada to California is probably a tad bit more difficult than California to Nevada. It's actually, you'd be surprised. It's actually not. Um, Nevada requires more steps. Interesting because every other thing I've done from Nevada to California originally was a lot harder to do. Like, Transferring your driver's license from Nevada to California. California made me retake a test and like do all these crazy like eco right. things for your vehicle. And I was like, and then you come back here and they're like, oh, cool. Here you go. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So here in California, businesses are expensive to form, but they're very easy to form. 
Like I think they want everyone to be able to easily form their business and cut them a check. And it sounds like in Nevada, there's usually a few extra steps, like the sliding scale with your business license. They just bake in a few uh, extra layers. It also, I mean, it could be a lot of factors. Like Nevada has a relatively low tax. Do they have income tax in Nevada? Okay, that's what I thought. Nevada does not have income tax, so they're probably making up for that, like via for other sure. revenue sources. And then uh, it's also a smaller state, so they can, you know, handle like more stuff at the Secretary of State level, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay, so that's as much detail as we need to get into with all this legal mumbo jumbo. Um, did you have any other nuggets of wisdom you want to share with my audience? Ooh. Um, I guess my only nuggets of wisdom would be obviously like life happens. So don't have like a bunch of expectations for your business. If, if life is happening, um, that, that was like the best advice I could have gave to myself and followed was to just kind of let things ride and, and not stress out about it. And everything worked out the way it was supposed to. And just like you're saying, don't tell them not to form an LLC, <laughs> which that's something I'm definitely doing in the future. Um, it just wasn't the right time for me. So I guess trust your gut and, you know, go with, go with that. Well, if and when you're ready to form your LLC, Carissa, the doors <laughs> to Unfuck Your Biz opens in just a couple weeks. Actually, you guys were recording this in early March. So by the time this episode releases, um, registration, I believe for the, yeah, April 23rd, registration will be closed already. Um, so everyone listening can join in October, but Carissa, you can join next month. I will definitely consider that offer. Yeah, you consider it. And we actually cover, um, I have a whole lesson in here on domestication, if anyone ever feels like they need it in my course textbook. So that's all we have, um, for this episode. If people want to connect with you, what's your Instagram handle, Carissa? It's just my name. It's carissarust.co. Okay, awesome. We'll also have that in the show notes as well for everyone so they can connect with you on Instagram. Um, as always, everyone, if you are not already a member of the Facebook group, you can join on Facebook. It's called Braden's Besties. You can connect with other podcast listeners, post legal and tax questions in there to get some help from the community and just make some good friends. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and would like to be notified when new ones come out, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. That's always much appreciated. And I will be uh, back in your podcast app in just a few short days for the next episode. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.